This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies edtech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com BE. Welcome to the Principal Purpose Podcast, where principal and certified life coach Lynn Harden teaches you how to leave work at work and in between get more done with energy using her proven formula after leading three award-winning schools. And now, here's your host, Lynn Harden. Hello, friends, and happy Thursday. Today, I want to talk about resistance because I believe what we resist will persist. So I want to take a look at it. And it's also in our resistance is where the pain is. The body tenses up, the mind freezes or gets fuzzy with a lack of clarity, and also lack of confidence. Resistance is human. It's normal, especially this time of year when we may be hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Our mind is just protecting us by putting up a wall of resistance to whatever it sees as a threat, even if the threats aren't real though they feel that way to us and they feel that way to our brain, or at least our brain perceives them as a threat. So I don't want to minimize that sense of something that may seem scary or as a threat. I believe this may be happening around 95,000 schools in the United States about this time of year, where there could be four, five, six, seven, eight weeks left of teaching days. We're at the end of the school year. About this time of year, I would walk through the teacher's lounge on my way to a classroom or out of the playground to do duty. And I would see on the whiteboard a sign that would say 30 days. In my last school, it was a blackboard. I can see it like it was yesterday. I could see a blackboard, and on the top was school days left, and there was written three and a zero in chalk, so it could be erased each day. And the next number put like 30, 29, 28. And this was a fact. But I would make... That circumstance, that fact that someone, or a teacher, had written a three in chalk and a zero in chalk. It had a very different meaning to me, 
as I know, or I'm pretty sure I know, that had a different meaning to that teacher who wrote it there. So we're going to talk. I want to do a little, little background first before I dive into the story even deeper. I want you to think about, is this happening at your site also? Because what it is, is it's a circumstance. It's a fact. And what a circumstance is, is something that you, if you were to take or we were to take to a court of law where there was a judge and a jury and you would present to them, is this a fact or is it my opinion? And they would come back with a ruling that, nope, this is a fact. Facts are neutral. And you'll notice the facts are rather boring. They don't have a lot of exciting adjectives or adverbs attached to them. Fact would be, this is the Principal Purpose Podcast. My name is Lynn. I'm a life coach. I'm a retired principal. You're a principal. You're a school leader. You're a teacher. You're a parent. You have two children. Do you see where I'm going with this? They're just facts, and they're neutral. There's no opinion attached to them. So let's get back to the 30 in chalk in the staff lounge. I would walk by that fact or circumstance, and I would have a thought. There would be several thoughts. I would think my teachers have lost their focus. My teachers are only thinking about getting out of here in 30 days and not about what's left to teach, I would think they're not focused. They're focused on the end of the year. We still have so much left to do. I hope they don't check out. Do I need to make sure they don't check out? That's a question. But the thought would be, whenever I think a question, I answer it. Yes, I do need to make sure they don't check out. And this would bring up a lot of feelings. Feelings such as anger, disappointment, doubt, concern. And then my actions would be, oh, from a range of judging them, being cool to them, pushing some initiative, avoiding them, all in reaction to the fact of a three and a zero written in the teacher's lounge in chalk. So back to resistance. Am I really resisting a mindset of empowerment and positivity? Maybe, maybe not. And that's because the human brain doesn't go there first. The human brain is defaulted to the negative because it's about keeping us safe. It's about keeping us alive. It's about survival. It's a primitive instinct. What's interesting about that is in the last 100 years, we live in a relatively safe world. There are cures for terrible diseases. Many have even been eradicated. We have wonderful health care here in the United States. It's not a war zone. There's no fear of another tribe coming to steal our resources. There's no large animals lurking behind the palm trees to eat me on my morning walk. 
So the last 100 years have been safe from an instinctual point of view. However, that part of my brain has not evolved. It takes a little bit longer than 100 years for the brain to catch up with what is happening in the environment. But the primitive brain still needs a job. It's not just going to wither away. Instead, it will look for other circumstances as a problem, even though they may not really be a problem or a threat. For example, being in the staff lounge, walking by the whiteboard, and seeing that someone has written in chalk 30 days of school left. To that part of my brain, that's a problem because that part has become hyper vigilant, always looking for problems. And when we are always looking for problems, we find them, even 30 written in chalk, even though that's neutral. It's just a three and a zero written in chalk. Where is the resistance really coming from? What am I resisting? I believe that we are resisting seeing the truth. We have a hyper-vigilant, primitive brain that needs to see problems. So there's a wall to seeing the truth. I'm resisting seeing the fact. But even more, I'm resisting being honest also about what I'm really making it mean. So we're resisting the fact that I'm also resisting being honest about what I'm thinking. That it's just a thought. It's just an opinion. And yet it has such great power. Because thoughts evoke feelings and emotions. Based on those feelings and emotions, that's what will drive our actions. It's what we will do or don't do. And as educators, we know that our actions determine what happens. It will determine the results. If you're like me, and if you're human, you are, you're probably thinking, hmm, this might be really good for someone else. They need to hear this. If I could just control their thoughts, their feelings, and their actions, it would be a very different world. There would be very different results for me. I want to clarify right now, this is an inside job. We could only look at what our brain makes a fact mean. We can only guess at what other people's thoughts are. We can only control ourselves. And I think that's really good news. That's a real sense of empowerment and that we don't have to waste time and energy trying to control others' thoughts, feelings, and actions. Because we can only control or look at the facts or circumstances in our lives, change our thoughts, our feelings, thus changing our actions and the results. And I would like to suggest that we have this thought. That if they are okay, doing okay, then I can be okay. It goes back to that old quote that a mom or mother is only as happy as her unhappiest child. And I would like to suggest that you can be okay without them being okay simply by being intentional, being cognitive of your thoughts and your feelings. Being cognitive or intentional, being cognitive or intentional about what you are making this fact or this circumstance mean. The story, the narrative, the story, the narrative. What are your thoughts and what are your feelings? 
because resistance, because resistance can feel uncomfortable, even painful, and it will grow and it will grow until we slow down enough to take a look at it. What we resist will persist. Well, how do we take a look at it? How do we tell what's going on with our brain? I do not believe that a problematic or troubled or triggered brain can help a problematic triggered brain. So we have to get out of our brain. The best way, and I don't know, maybe the only way to get out of our brain is journaling. It's all about writing. And I have heard this, oh, I don't like to journal. I don't like to write. Kind of like how our kids resist writing. You know, when it's that time to have that writing section or it's time to teach writing and the kids are very resistant, very uncomfortable because only because it's a, a weak muscle, kind of flabby. And the way you get better at writing and the way you get better at journaling is you just do it. And it gets easier and it gets, you get more insights. So I would suggest that you pull out pencil and you pull out paper and you answer questions such as, what am I resisting? What am I thinking? What are my thoughts? And list them. What am I feeling? Write down what you're thinking. Here are some other great reasons that our brain is into resistance and doesn't want us to see what's coming. It's trying to protect us. It's not only trying to protect our physicality, but I also believe mentally and spiritually. So I believe, and many humans believe, that thoughts are true. That if we in fact, I would say take it to the grave, true. Or my husband likes to say, well, carve that one in granite. For, let me give you an example. For seeing something in the lounge, like 30 days written in chalk, do any of you, does this sound like something you might be thinking? This means I'm not a good leader. It means I've done something wrong. I have failed as a principal. I need to get in front of this to protect myself and to protect the school and the kids. I don't want to be surprised by what happens at the end of the school year. Why didn't I see this coming? I feel so foolish. These are really common thoughts and feelings and create a lot of pain and suffering because we're trying to predict the future or seeing what's coming in order to avoid the pain. When in fact, being anxious about the end of the school year is a greater risk of things not going the way we would like. It will create more pain for you and those around you and not less. So you're not really protecting yourself from anything. We're not psychic. We're not able to predict the future. We are not able to predict how the end of the school year is going to go. We certainly can't control what our teachers are going to do or not do for the end of the school year. So beating yourself up about trying to predict how the end of the school year is going to go 
in 30 days is unnecessary. Our job as principals, as school leaders, is to respond to each circumstance or fact as it is and when it is revealed, not a moment sooner. We have a choice to look at that three and zero written in chalk to be neutral or to be nothing, to just be a fact. And also being surprised what being surprised by what happens at the end of the school year is not the most horrible thing that could happen to us. To be surprised about what will happen next or what will happen in the future. I mean, what's the worst thing that could happen? I mean, the end of this the end of the school year. The end of the school year doesn't go the way you want it in the next 30 days. The instruction that you wanted didn't happen or that you hoped for. I mean, what's the worst case scenario? It's not going to make or break a student's life. It's not going to help or hurt them getting into Stanford. It's not going to make or break anything for anyone. And if it does, trust yourself that you can handle any situation at the end of the school year. Believe that you can handle any sensation of shock or disbelief. We're principals. We're known for that. We are known for that superpower. Being able to handle anything that comes our way. Circumstance, fact, thought, or feeling. Your job, our job, only job, is to show up as the best human being we can be, the best leader, the best principal. Be who they deserve and do this with clarity, confidence, love, empathy, compassion for yourself, no matter what the fact or circumstance crosses your desk. And as always, I've enjoyed sharing my experience with you and look forward to our next time together. Thanks for listening. Take care. Be healthy. Be happy.